And yes, there'll be, there'll be times where you and I might get down on ourselves and start to think, you know what, <laughs> I've just failed in so many ways. And maybe we might begin to take pride in our beauty or our accomplishments or our wealth. The beauty fades, everyone ages until we all face death. Wealth is something we cannot take with us and abilities and power weakens. But this, the price that God has put on us, is eternal. It is the eternal price of the Lamb who was shed once for all for sinners slain. With sin taken away, you have a great price put on you. You will live forever in His presence, precious in His sight. You have been made new. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, sharing rock-solid hope in Jesus in Rim Country. January 19, 2020. John 1, 29-41 Sometimes it can be hard to tell just by looking at the surface what something's worth. Kind of, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel this way when I walk into a music shop. I'll be looking at the guitars or other instruments and I'll be wondering about how do they know what they're worth? I'll see this guitar and it'll have a little label on it that says $250. I'll think, oh, that's reasonable. I guess that's a, a fair price. And as I try to reason out why, I kind of look at it and say it's, um, it's shiny. And then just right next to it, there's a guitar that in my eyes look pretty much the exact same. And I see that one and I look at the price tag and it says $5,000. Oh, of, of course, I think to myself, this one is $5,000 because as I try to reason it out, it's uh, also... Um, more shiny than the other one. Thousands of dollars more shiny. We really can't tell, you know, ourselves, uh, always on the surface of things, what something is worth. And just as we can misjudge things, we could probably also misjudge people and even perhaps ourselves. So this morning as we go through our series on New Year, New You, we look at what God has done for us to utterly change the value that is put on us and to show us that we are made new in him as one who is very precious. And that begins by looking at the importance of the most unique man that ever lived. This morning we see John the Baptist, who, as we recall last week, had baptized Jesus, we saw. John knows for sure who Jesus is. He says, I wouldn't have known, not with certainty, the absolute certainty, but now I know because if you recall what we spoke about last week, John saw, as he says here in John chapter 1, he saw heaven opened and the Spirit come down like a dove and remain on Jesus, signifying, showing at Jesus' baptism that he is, beyond any doubt, God's Son. And so John has one job, that is to point the people that are around him, gathering from all the region, to see Jesus and to see how important he is. See, on the surface, Jesus probably didn't look that important to many people. He came as an ordinary man. But John knew how much value there was in that man, Jesus of Nazareth. So now now's his chance. Jesus is there and he's gathered to, Jesus has come to where John is preaching out in the wilderness. And John announces who Jesus is. He says, look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
Now, that's certainly, as we look at it, a pretty big announcement. But you'd expect maybe John could do something more grand, right? After all, he could have said, like, like the evangelist John records at the start of his gospel, this is the one through whom all things were made. Or he could say, like the apostle Paul, all things hold together in him. Or he could have announced Jesus by saying, this is the one the prophet spoke about and the one that was proclaimed to be the ruler to the ends of the earth of his kingdom and peace and his righteousness. There will be no end. And he, this is the one that will sit on David's throne forever. He could have said all that. He could have said, as Paul echoes in the, the Nicene Creed and the scriptures declare, this is true God, the only son of God in human flesh. But the title John chooses to introduce him here is, he's a lamb. Look, the lamb of God. Make no mistake, that's a, a title that shows the importance of who Jesus is. Something that you and I need to, to look for. He is the, the lamb long foretold. After all, 1,500 years, the people of Israel had brought goats, sheep, lambs, bulls, and had offered sacrifice. In fact, from the time of Abel all the way to the time of Christ, sacrifice had been offered up. God made clear he didn't need such blood. God was not even mentioned not delighting in sacrifice, but rather he needed to show the people that blood must be shed to pay the price for sin. So when John the Baptist says, look, the Lamb of God, he's pointing to the reason why you and I consider Jesus so great. Yes, he's the ruler of this universe. Yes, he's the one who made all things and holds all things. But he is also the one who takes away our sin. The one who came to fulfill all prophecy regarding the one who would deliver his people from sin. Maybe Andrew and John might have been thinking, we're looking, John, really for someone who's going to be the ruler over the people. Or we're looking for the supreme leader. Or we're looking for the one who would fix all of our problems and give us food, as Jesus would later find. But it's this that Jesus came. The most important, greatest sermon ever preached is this. Jesus takes away our sin. You and I need this, right? Because when you would think about the value that's on us, how strong of a contrast there is between Jesus, the sinless Lamb of God, and us. Because of our sin, that is, our rebellion, our hearts of selfishness, our turning aside from the truth, our own ways, we have lowered our value so much. It goes all the way back to the beginning. Remember what Adam and Eve did when they rebelled against God? Because of that, God pronounced what their value would be. Their sin had stained their lives and their worth. Like a, a musical instrument that was chipped and tarnished, in fact, ruined and out of tune, God says, you are now worthless in my sight. And Adam and Eve had to hear from their creator. They had to hear the words, dust you are. And to dust you will return. How's that for a, a value for yourself? To consider yourself dust. Not only that, but dust which God sees tainted with sin so much that he ought to throw us on the dung heap of hell and say, away from me, you are dust and worthless and sinful. 
But the value that's placed on us is this. The Lamb of God comes. And he says to you, who, recognizing your sin and recognizing where you and I stand as dust in God's sight and wondering sometimes about our own worth, there's God saying, here's your worth. I've sent my Son, and he's come to take away your sin. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin not just of Israel, but of the world, you and me. The value that God has placed on you, who, yes, ought to be dust in God's sight, is redeemed. That's our focus this morning. You have been made new by the Lamb who has redeemed you. He has shed his blood to pay a price. Jesus walked in the flesh, as John declares, for the very purpose of being a redeemer, to pay a price for sin. And every stain and every guilt, every tarnish, is put on you, or is put on him from you. And he takes it off of you and carries it for himself and takes the price, and he is ground down to the dust on the cross in your place to pay the price for you. So what's your value now? It's hard for us to, like I said, estimate value of something. For example, if I would ask you, how much is this worth? You might not know. Maybe I could look inside. And I could say, well, it says here, it's, it says Stradivarius inside. Someone might say, well, it could potentially be worth millions of dollars. Someone else might say it's just a fraud and maybe just a copy and not worth that much. See, what this is worth is what someone might be willing to pay. And they will put out the millions of dollars if they consider it worthwhile. And our maker, though he knows we have sinned and though we are tarnished and ruined, says to each and every one of us, we're worth far more. He says, I'm going to spend my life, shed my blood for you. That's the price that our Redeemer has placed on you, his people, and on this whole world, precious in his sight. It's a new you. And yes, there'll be, there'll be times where you and I might get down on ourselves and start to think, you know what, <laughs> I've just failed in so many ways. And maybe we might begin to take pride in our beauty or our accomplishments or our wealth. But beauty fades, everyone ages until we all face death. Wealth is something we cannot take with us and abilities and power weakens. But this, the price that God has put on us, is eternal. It is the eternal price of the Lamb who was shed once for all for sinners slain. And that price, that value is everlasting so that you will be made new. When God sees you, when you turn back to dust, he will raise you back to life and he will declare that you are his child, redeemed by his blood and with a new body, a perfect body, you will live forever in his presence, precious in his sight. You have been made new. As we go through this series and we continue to look at what God has done for us, it really begins with this. Empowered by his baptism, with sin taken away, you have a great price put on you, and you are precious in his sight. The new you. You have been redeemed by the Lamb. Amen. <laughs>